of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This is Howler Back Now with me, Holland Roden, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Howler Back Now. Today on the show, we have drumroll, Melissa Ponzio. Melissa Ponzio is a warrior on and off screen. <laughs> That's you, sister. I had no idea. I knew you had a New York feel. But I didn't mm. know you were born in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, born in New York, Lower East Side, right How? there at Beth Israel Hospital, 14th Street and First Avenue. And do you not like, when did you move away? Do you miss New York? How did that transition happen from there to Atlanta? I know there's a, many steps in between, obviously. Yeah, so my parents actually lived in New York when I was born there. Um, they separated young, but my pop, my biological father, always lived up there and my whole family's up there. And so I go up there quite often. In fact, I was just up there last week, right after the premiere. I, I left and I spent a week up there. That's so, why you're you know, in New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's in my veins, you know. I love it. I love the city. It's something that's always been very constant for me. And, um, you know, it's home. And how did you transition? I know you lived in LA for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, my parents um, divorced when I was young and my mom remarried into the restaurant business to my stepdad. And so then we were transferred around like almost like the army. I mean, we were we were Atlanta to uh, Ohio, down to West Palm Beach, Florida, back to Atlanta. And, uh, you know, so I, I actually went to college here in Atlanta and then was in news for a while. I was an assignment editor for the CBS. I didn't Philippines. know that. Oh, yeah. We've ha- have we not had this conversation? No. I was just passing. I really didn't know what I was doing. Do you have footage of this? I mean, I'm sure I have like my audition tape because I thought I was going to be Maria Shriver, but I was still, you know, I was gigging it. I was still, I was taking acting classes. I was getting my feet wet. And at one point 
it kind of leveled out to where I had to, you know, make choose. a choice mm-hmm. and I made the choice and it was the right one. I mean, you know, here it we was are. definitely the right one, but you have, which I think it, it helps both paths, this like incredible source of empathy. Like you can feel the empathy, like radiate, radiate off you. And I know I'm not Aww. the first person to say that. You're very and- kind. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I would say that I'm a nurturer. I would say yeah. that also I'm inquisitive. You know, it's always, you know, I, I think I'm the one that's always on set asking what's going on and, you know, who's doing what and what, 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 and sit down and tell me all of it. So I'm I'm naturally inquisitive. Um, and so, yeah, so that helps, I think, wow. you know, in both fields. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Oh my gosh. We usually do like more of a cold open and I like dived right in because I was like, you know, we usually don't begin with the birth, but I'm like New York. Yeah. I, I could easily see you being an interviewer. To, to get back to the CBS news. You know, I, I don't so remember much from um, school, but I do remember one thing. And this was our teacher at Georgia State University. He was just like this hardened ex-journalist. And he was like, I remember the first day he came in, he was like, I'm here to tell you, none of you are going to make it. And I was just like, no, because this guy no. talking about Seriously, he's like, none of you will make it straight face. And I remember him saying that. And then he's like, when you're doing an interview and you put that mic to their face, and they say that soundbite, you leave that mic there. Because the first thing they say isn't what you want to hear. It's always the second. Hmm. And that has proved to be true. People are, you know, when you have that mic in front of them, they give you what they think that you want to hear. And then if you leave it there, they get a little bit uncomfortable that they have to fill the space. And then they just keep going. And then that's that's when you get it. You learn so much about psychology as an interviewer, which helps you with acting. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably one of the most aware people I've ever met as an actor, which I love the pragmaticness about you because I think I share that with you. We're very pragmatic people. We're like, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's like very raw. We share a best friend. We share a very good friend, Jessica Luza. Shout out to Jessica Luza on this podcast. Shout out. Yes. And she was there for the origin of us both walking into the show Teen Wolf. Isn't that wild? Um, It's a small mm -hmm. world. It's always such a small it, world. It always proves to me to be such a small world. You had a whole career before Team Wolf, and I did not know this until this interview. Oh, you were on Dawson's Creek. Yes. Oh, Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill. And One Tree Hill. Yes. Just one episode. Not not one episode. Well, no, I take that back. Uh, one Tree Hill. I think it was two. I was one of like I was one of the um, booster moms on One Tree Hill, and then I played some type of like a you know girlfriend poet that was on Dawson's Creek. It was a lot of fun. It was a, those shows were a lot of fun. We had a lot of people working in Wilmington, North Carolina. It was, I was going to say you great. saw the beginning of Wilmington and and shooting right? outside of Los Angeles. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. And that was the first experience, also kind of like what what we had in Atlanta, where it was just this family in this one place. And yes, everybody was from California and all these other wonderful places, but really it was, it was just us. And I feel like that happened with Teen Wolf here in Atlanta too. It was just us. One Tree Hill. I mean, you know, it's so, it's so strange what, um, what permeates, you know, and a lot of people ask, you know, me and I'm sure you like, what do you think it is lightning in the bottle that, you know, Mm -hmm. has had Teen Wolf, you know, permeate all of these years. And I feel like those are two shows also that kind of permeate. They, they're they just in the hearts of the people that watched it, you know? They still have One Tree Hill conventions. Okay? I know. I think there is a common ground of intentioned people, the certain mm-hmm. kind of intention they put out in the world. And then obviously, like you said, just th- those energies together. And uh, Teen Wolf, there is a common... We're all such obviously different people, but the, there's a common thread of how we've all lived our lives. And I, I would actually say we're all relatively private people. 
Um, we're all very pretty grounded people mm-hmm. is at least what Teen Wolf's, you know, secret ingredient was that kept us all so close and connected. Um, and thankfully that chemistry translated in some capacity to the screen. Um, but I want to get to the Teen Wolf movie and your reactions and your audition. And then we go through the episode, obviously. But the episode is called The Tell. It's Ooh. the fifth episode of the first season. We'll take you through that episode. But but really quick, you were young to be a booster mom back then. Well, you know, I I seem to fall into that a lot because I was it's kind of like the magpies, you know, that's 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 what I would refer it to. I'm always kind of like in that in that kind of like click of women that kind of like you're such a nurturer like better from the beginning. Same with uh, Army Wives. It was me and another actress here in Atlanta, Katie Nealon, and the two of us were kind of like the girls that were on the outside, you know, making fun of the other Army Wives. And so that's so funny. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Army Wives. I was Mm -hmm. Army Wives, Chicago Fire, Mm -hmm. Dawson's Creek. I had no idea about One Tree Hill. I somehow missed that part. Mm -hmm. But you had quite a bit of success. You were there for two or three years on Army Wives, right? Uh, Yeah, two seasons. And they went on, I think, for seven seasons. You know, the concept was in gen, it was kind of going to be just like an army base where they could really just have all these wonderful women and and, and guys come in and kind of, you know, helm the maybe a season and it would be new and fresh. And and that was the beginnings of it. And then I think people just really fell in love with those main characters. And, uh, you know, they always had to like figure out how to keep them on the base because that's not normal. Everybody gets transferred in and out. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like a constant shuffling of souls. But uh, yeah, that, that was really great. That's another one of those like we're up there just shooting the show and and nobody, you know, not that nobody's paying attention, but we're able to kind of do what we want for a season. And then it was a huge hit for Lifetime. Huge. Huge. I remember. I remember then, Army Wives. That's around yeah, the time then, I started acting in 2007. Right. And then so into the second, into the third season, there was a lot more input from everybody. But yeah, it was a great show to be a part of. Lovely ladies. Very lovely Aww. ladies. And then from that was till 2009. Yeah. And then less than a year later, Team Wolf came along. That's right. Yeah. And you were told that you looked like Tyler Posey. Is this how your audition came about? So in oh, brief, Sorry, if Colton comes in the background. There was a sneak. There was a sneak. There was a there. sneak. There was a little bit of a sneak. Someone tiptoeing. We'll have like two and three day sleepovers together occasionally. Wonderful. He either comes to my house or I come to his house. Two peas in a pod. You guys have always been two peas in a pod. I know. Always. It's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> so in 2009, mm-hmm. if we're really going to get into the nitty gritty of it, my mom passed away in 2009. Mm. And so that was a very formidable year for me. And through a series of events, um, a manager from Los Angeles was here in Atlanta looking at talent. And he uh, happened upon some of my materials and um, had a meeting with him. This would have been my mom passed away in March of 2009. And and I probably met Robbie Cast and Roxana Ranan probably September, October. Say that's when I auditioned and, as well. Yeah. About six months so, But I met him in Atlanta. And um you were a little bit ahead of me. And I was very honest. I was like, I would love to try, you know, Los Angeles, but mom just passed away and I don't know yeah. if my heart's in it. And he said, well, when your heart's in it, let me know. And so through a series of events, um, I sent my materials out to him and he's like, well, let me, let me send you this audition for uh, the first Criminal Minds spinoff. You want to talk about like deep dive. And so I- And put, the, the chances, the, 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 the chances. irony of it. And so, um, so I put it on tape on a Thursday at 4 PM, my time at seven, they called and they're like, can you be here Monday for a call back? And so that actually started me going out to Los Angeles. And so I went out there and, you know, for the first week and that was back, like 
it was the Criminal Minds spinoff. It was True Blood. It was NCIS. There was all that kind of time of things. And um, while I was out there, one of my best friends from Atlanta, who's also an actress, her name's Tiffany Morgan, called me and she's like, hey, have you auditioned for Teen Wolf? I mean, Susan had gone in. Um, wow. Susan Walters had gone Susan in. Walters. Tiffany had gone in. They were looking for the antithesis of this as I, you know, circle my face. As I roll my eyes. Yeah. I I was like, no, I I don't know anything about it. And she's like, you look just like the kid. You do look just like the kid. Yeah. And I looked him up and I was like, holy shit. He could be my kid. You literally could be your kid. I mean, you'd be a little young to have that kid, but you could totally have had that kid. Yeah. So, um, so I called Robbie while I was out there and they were looking in Atlanta, got in out in Los Angeles, got a call back, never thinking anything would happen. And then I got a call. It must have been two weeks later. And this is a true story. They were they were like, well, you're not the first choice. But the other girls that were approached, they don't want to go to Atlanta to work. Mm. And I was like, well, I'll go to Atlanta to work. Oh, don't worry about it. You know, they just want you for three episodes. They're probably just going to write the parents out, you know, kind of like Vampire mm. Diaries style. And, and I was like, I, I would be happy to. And so that's how it started for me. Wow. Three episodes turned into, you know, season two where Jeff opened up the parents to the, you know, to the whole world. And and, and here we are a hundred episodes later. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you did your callback in, in, in Los Angeles. So original audition and callback were out in Los Angeles, but wow. heard about it through best friend who was auditioning for it in Atlanta. What a wild scenario. And you auditioned for the criminal sp- mind spinoff which jeff davis created criminal minds in atlanta los angeles los angeles that's what brought you out to los angeles yeah yeah that's originally what brought me out jeff literally brought you out to los angeles to then audition for his other show to bring you back to atlanta i guess so yeah it was a very strange boomerang effect yes and i've been going through stuff downstairs and um, I just recently ran across the original email for the Criminal Mind spinoff, and I have it. And so the next time that I see Jeff and I have it in my little purse, I'm going to be like, do you remember? You have to. He, yeah. Jeff wow. is one of the most sentimental people, but he keeps it like under wraps. You know? know, he doesn't keep it on the surface, but you no. can totally tell he Such is the biggest heart. Loyal. Oh, is he loyal. Yeah. And so and well. just such a sensitive soul. Sensitive. Truly. Caring. Truly. Mm-hmm. And it very well spoken about, you know, he's not the awkward writer when he's in interviews. He's so well spoken about what yeah. he what he, what he's able to write put on paper. So I often think about it, Holland. I mean, do you, I mean, you know, I mean, we're we're creators on a certain level, but can you imagine being a creator on that level? Nope. We're, we're, I think about it often. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it often. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's the world on your shoulders when you're, yeah. when you're talking about the, the amount of people that, that depend on you, need you look to you for, for decisions on a daily basis. And you just, at some point you just have to make decisions, you know? And I interviewed Jeff. Um, he was one, he was my first guest. Yes. Um, and we dive into that. He was like an IT administrator at Fox studios for like six years. Shut the front door. Yes, he was. And I said for six years, years like this was not 18 months this was six years and he would watch all of the showrunners and creators at the lunch tables you know in the commons at the studio and I was like okay wait hold on how did you know about tech and you're also a writer like what what he said he wrote his first script as a teenager um I mean I think he he started really early 
um, as yeah. far as the writing muscle goes. But but no, I think about it often and I wish I was a writer. I really do. And um, it starts with his, him at a computer typing words and, and it creates an entire company that lasts decades. So uh, yeah, I... I, uh, we're all obviously all very thankful, but, um, back to you. That was a good, you know, turn down Jeff Lane. I think really Melissa should be the welcomer because she's the one that has kept up the Instagram memories on Mondays. Monday memories. I love them. I love that you started this years ago. Yeah. And do you have a favorite photo that you have posted or top five? If if I had to do kind of like a top five, it would be Mm -hmm. uh, anything with blood. Okay. You know, because we had a yeah. lot of blood on set. Um, a, a lot, lot of behind the scenes photos of the blood. Behind the scenes photos of of the blood. Yes. Um, I like also like uh, just the the candid photos. Just you know, standing there with one of the baddies. You know, like just you know, like got my what arms. What is a baddie? Those writers. You're gonna have you know? to teach me. I know the word. No, is the baddies. Baddie so like, like a, you know, are are the, person. You know, no, like the the monsters on the show. Quote oh, unquote, oh, like baddies. literal. You know, there's like a like a slang term in oh. Gen Z called baddies. Oh, no, no, no. It means something else. And I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Did I just like. That's the urban dictionary of like, there's another word for baddie. And I think it's a hot person or like a person you shouldn't sleep with, but you do. Put it in the comment section, guys. What is a baddie? We're not quite sure. I guess I guess I should rework my. Baddie like villains. Yes. Villains. Okay. You know, villains, villains, the dread okay. doctors, you know, I, I love like, you know, posing, you know, I'm just, it's like mom, I'm a call with the dread doctors and, you know, they were the tall different. ones. Yes. Very tall, super tall, very tall, super mm-hmm. tall. I love, um, captured moments. You know, a lot, a lot of times I like to take pictures. I took one of you that I posted. That's really great. You were, um, you were on the gurney and you were oh, laying yes. down and you were on your with phone. My cell phone. I, I remember that photo. Yeah. 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 That was a lot of yes. fun. And I, I, did you take Solomon. that photo? Yeah. You had taken that photo because That's I had okay. posted that photo. I think you probably then sent it to my phone because probably. that day, because I've posted that photo, Yeah, but then great. I'll forget about these, these photos. If, if they've been posted way far, you know, way back and then you yeah. repost them and it, it's a, it is a memory, not just for the fans, but for us. Like I try not to miss a moon day. <laughs> of yours. And then I, um, along those lines, also, I like to take pictures. Um, I've, I've posted a lot of pictures of when, when a character comes into the hospital and I, I can have a picture of their hand with their intake band to me, that's really important. And then of course I've taken a lot of like, um, photos mm-hmm. with, with Tyler in certain ways. Like there's a photo where we're sitting on the steps of our trailer and it's just our feet, you know, stuff like that. That, mm-hmm. that those are the, those are the memories. Those are my memories that I share. Those are my memories that are in my phone that are, that are important to me. And that's a real, that's so fun. I love, I love that. I don't like to take pictures. I mean, we all know what we look like, right? So taking pictures of faces, isn't really that appealing to me. It's it's what we see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think inserts in general, like if I was ever to direct anything, inserts are so important. They tell the whole story, like mm-hmm. feet walking or hands, how they move. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I love the hospital tags and I yeah. have seen you post a lot of them, but I never fully put it together, yeah. but that's genius. Yeah. That is genius to take the hospital tags. That's hilarious. On a, on a personal note, um, I take pictures. I have like pictures of my mom's hands. I have pictures of, you know, my, one of my best girlfriends recently lost their, their grand mother and there was a picture one of the last pictures that they took and I zoomed in on their hands there's something about hands for Mm. me that are very telling um and special again it's it's not about it's not it's about that like um 
I, I don't know. Something about it really important yeah. to me. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. So I'm going to jump to the Teen Wolf movie. Yes. Because this is my problem. Every time I, 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 I'm I running a rewatch podcast, but all yes. I want to do is talk to the person, because this is sure. our first season of this podcast, and the Teen Wolf fans know so much about you on Teen Wolf as Melissa McCall, but they don't know what you like. I had no idea about the Criminal Mind spinoff and no. the L.A. Atlantic connection running so ironically deep with Jeff Davis. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love hearing on this podcast where I'm I don't know if the fans I'm assuming okay. they want to hear that stuff, because if I'm I think if I'm interested, I'm going to let us know. Person, they're going to let us know. They're going to let us know. So I, I always like to dig deep before we before we get to the teen wolf juice but 
But Teen Wolf movie, did you see this coming? Where were you when you found out? What are your thoughts? So do you remember when we did the Zoom reunion? Yes. Right? To, yes. Dur- Over during COVID. COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember, but Jeff was asked during that reunion, what could possibly be next for Teen Wolf? And he was like, well, other avenues have been uh, gone down and people, it is being looked at. And so there was like this tiny little nugget of possibility. You had that feeling back then. No, I heard him say it. If we go back, if we, if we go back to the videotape, so to speak, yeah, he was saying that there was something that was swirling back then two years ago. And I don't I know just if- took that as words. I didn't even take that seriously. So you, I you mean, had that feeling then when he said it, I was like, there's something up. Okay. I hope there's something up, right? But I mean, we're COVID. We're, we're that at that point it was ten years, right? It was yeah. the ten year anniversary. Yeah. You know, who knows? Or whenever it was. Um. So, um, and then just some some random day, you know, I I don't get this often, but I, I got a call from Jeff, and I was like, "What's this about?" You know, and I thought maybe he was coming. I thought maybe he was coming to Atlanta to visit his brother and just wanted to say hi or something. And then he's like, "Hey, uh, I got to talk with you." Uh. All right. So this thing's happening and uh, it's not a hundred percent yet. So don't, don't tell anybody, keep it a secret. And girl, I kept it a secret. I didn't tell Kenny. I didn't what? tell my dad. I didn't tell anybody. I told wait, wait, no what, what month was this? September, October, November of 21. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then because, you know, I mean, things happen, things go away, things get, you know, uh, put on the shelf. And so I wasn't going to be the blabby one. I wasn't going to be the, nah, I wasn't going to harpoon this. And so then, then I want to say it was maybe de- December. Was it late, late, late November, early November? De- they, they announced, and they announced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, and then, oh my gosh, who knew? And then going into December. And then I think we were actually scheduled to, you know, to shoot in, in January. And then that mm-hmm. got pushed a little bit and, you know, and it's just, it was just, it's that thing, I think, as any actor does. It's like, yes, this is happening, but it doesn't happen until I get on set. Am I on set? Am I on set? Or do we have power? Is it rolling? What's happening? This is really happening. <laughs> are, the, are the bills being paid for the lights? Then that it, happened in our first season. Very, the the yeah. light bill didn't get paid. In our, do you remember this? No. And our lights got carted off. Wait, what? Um, yeah, at the school during season one. Somehow there was a mistake. And the lights didn't get paid for, so they took them. And we had to wait hours to get them back. Such an Atlanta move. Such a Teen Wolf move, man. Oh my gosh. We are the little engine that could. Those days. So that's how, that was my progression. It was like, can you keep a secret? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, I can. Mm-hmm. And then then the announcement. And then is, you know, then it was the understanding that he had a lot of people to pull from and a lot of story to pull from. And, you know, I'm just really grateful and thankful to be part of it. You know, I mean, there there's probably many different ways that maybe they could have had not all the parents in it, but, you know, I mean, Jeff did a real due diligence to try to, to get everybody. I think, you know, how do you cap, you know, encapsulate a, a show that ran for almost a decade and he, he did manage to get in a multitude of, of the favorite villains mm-hmm. and, and so much of the cast and Edie Mays, like there's just so many incredible throwbacks. And mm-hmm. as far as your bond goes from Tyler, from the pilot to the movie, it is uncanny. A, obviously how much you look alike, <laughs> but it, you do feel like his mom. And, and, you know, we, a lot of events happened um, while the show was filming and Tyler's mom has had so many resemblances to you and you, to his mom. It was. And, um, you know, quite the bond. I, I feel like uh, one of the 
gifts of someone passing in your life is that then you have the ability and strength to walk with someone else when it happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, much like um, Tyler's mom, my mom passed from cancer and it was, it was a a journey that we had together. And I remember when he lost his mom Mm -hmm. and, you know, and there were many people that came to him, not just me that came to him and was like, you know, you're, you're part of the club that no one wants to be a member of and, you know, lean on me. You know, I have, I have been there. Uh, I can tell you, I, I, you know, I can't tell you everything, but I can tell you my experience and hopefully that'll help. And, you know, there was a, there was many people that reached out to him because, you know, he's, he's our captain and I can't imagine what that must have felt like to have to be number one and keep going on because there were so many people again it's it's akin to to jeff counting on you to be there you know there's not a lot of tv moms that go through that experience Mm -hmm. with their tv son with the Mm -hmm. events that were happening in in real life yeah so you know i mean i don't want to say that i could just look over at him and and know what he was feeling Mm -hmm. but i had an idea yeah and so i think that that was um you know, while that was the most, probably the most difficult time, it also was, was, um, you know, I hope a bonding time for him as much as it was for me. I'm sure it was. He's, he, he, you both have such big hearts and something that is a testament to Teen Wolf is like a big ingredient in the pot is like your relationship to Tyler on and off screen. So. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, my only one regret with Teen Wolf is I do think the parents, and finance, this is when the financial stuff comes in, but like y'all should have been series regulars. That's mm. you're my first parent. Well, no, that's not true. JR is my first parent on the podcast. We shot those out of order, but yeah, I think that, I think that, you know, that's my, I wish we all could have been series regulars because, and that's not the way the business works, mm-hmm. but it should, <laughs> um, because well, that's you guys very kind. Have such a presence. In we, the show. Were, we were, I mean, there's not many parents that are that lucky to be that involved. I mean, when you, when you really kind of break down the numbers, we were all very involved in, in a lot of the episodes. And so there's, there's, we're, we're, we're just grateful. I think I can, I can speak for the other guys as well. Just so mm-hmm. grateful to be a part of it. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's all good. That's, it's why we, you know, we did make it to the credits, the final season. <laughs> I know, I saw it. Very that. exciting for us. I know all the, all the stupid actor stuff that goes on behind the yeah. scenes. That's yeah. just like the business of the business. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the heart that this show had, had so much to do with you and Stalinsky and Jr. Um, you know, Lyndon and Jr. It's, it's you and Stalinsky though, man, Jr. has like the sexy zing of like, I'm a parent, but wink, wink, I'm really a kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. he not? Yeah. And you and, and Lyndon are the most, you're still totally actors and big kids, but you have such a pragmatic paternal and maternal feel. Like you guys were the, I say Lyndon, but I should throw you into the pile. You're a little more playful than Lyndon, but at the same time, I feel like you two are the most, you're the only responsible ones on Teen Wolf. 
Think we'll about it. that. I always say that I'm allergic to responsibility, but Lyndon really You're was not, the one. though. You know, but Lyndon was the one. I feel like a lot of a lot of us, I mean, included, you know, we if if we ever came into a conundrum, he was, you know, he was the one that had the chops, the the experience, kind of like the dad role. You know, he was going to be honest with you, um, and he was yes. going to tell you like it is, and and yes. he, he, he's he's steadfast in that way. You know, yeah. So is Susan. Susan's that Susan way. Susan too. was too. Susan, but Susan is so funny to me because she's she downplays everything that she is mm -hmm. and i'm like what what who I've, I've said this in the past that you know uh susan and, and lyndon are some of my mentors as are you and kenny and so uh yeah lyndon sat me down and w walked through my retirement oh and, oh yeah he sat down and, and pulled out all the financial stops and was like this is what you should be doing. And I, 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 in so many terms, like, you know, always picking and asking questions and he, yeah, he, he did. He sat me down. So he's always been my, my mentor. Um, Super valuable. Really mm -hmm. appreciated he, he doing that. Yeah. So, Good. so yeah. So, so you were happy with the movie, you know, you know this, but not everybody does. My um, stepdad was actively passing when we were shooting. I do know this. And I, um, I, when you mentioned your mom and the fact that was happening right before the pilot and now right. this, kind of put a new little zing above my head because I'm like, oh my gosh, what are the chances? Yeah. So personally, this, this was like, you know, um, uh, it was my own personal fever dream, you know, mm -hmm, to, to mm -hmm. have such an amazing high and such an amazing low and have to toggle between the two of them. Cause I was either on set or I was at the hospital. That's it. I knew that. And, and, and we all knew that. And yeah. we all just sort of like tried to give you your space did. and we knew that, Everybody you know, did. yeah, you just were going through it and you were trying to get through it and yeah. you could, you felt all of that on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know Kenny was a rock star behind the scenes, I'm sure. And it and was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was such a strange time to like think back at it. And so it, it's one of the first projects that, um, you know, when I actually like look at myself, I don't have a sense memory because I think that I was in so many different places. Mm -hmm. and I'm just really, I'm very grateful and thankful for everybody that were in the scenes with me and grateful and thankful for that, for that thing that was already there from those hundred episodes that I could lean on mm -hmm. that thing of being mama McCall already so that there was something inside of me that I could pull from and, and I could, I could rest on it, you know, and, and know that, you know, the work was already there mm -hmm. and all I had to do was kind of dip into it. Cause you know, something like that. I mean, I'm sure that there were people on set that had uh, more, more drama in their lives than, than that, but it, it's, it's hard to go through that. No, no, that's the important that. stuff at the end yeah. of the day. And yeah. so we felt for you and, you. um, you know, yeah, real life goes on and it's probably a blessing. You don't have any sense memory. Um, because I have so too much sense memory, which yeah. I don't know what that says about me, but mm. when I watch a project, I have a hard time watching it because I just remember, oh, that's the day I went to the vet. That's the day I was late, or that's the day I X, Y, Z happened. Or you, you, I remember the, the life I was living while filming those projects. Wow. And it's probably good that like it white noises for you <laughs> and yeah. you just, you knew, obviously you were going to remember Teen Wolf somewhat with that you know, part in your you know, place in your life. But um, I'm glad you're able to like turn one off when you were there and then turn the other one on, you know, back at the hospital. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's only, well, you're one of the few, Melissa, that, that has the strength to do it. Let me tell you, I mean, you know, the story with Edie, right? Mm -mm. So Edie and Crystal 
were filming a scene together. It was the first day that Edie was back um, in Los Angeles to film. And Edie's mom was ill. And five minutes before she has to go and, and shoot with Crystal, she picks up the phone and her mother has passed. Edie Mays, you want to talk about a warrior, hung up that phone, walked out that trailer and did her work. And she only told Crystal. So this will be interesting when you, when you, when you, when you talk with Crystal and she was, and Crystal was like, we can shoot this another day. We can tell everybody to go home. You can get on a flight right now. And Edie was like, no, no, I want to do the work. And, and, and I don't know, I can't recall what the, what the line is in, in, in Edie's dialogue. And I'm sure everyone will let us know, but it was something about like, you know, I'm talking with my dead mother or something Mm -hmm. like that, that Crystal Mm -hmm. had to say, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Edie. And it was just like, you know, there's nothing more meta than that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Edie's a strong woman. Very strong. You guys go way back. Yeah. On different projects. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. As does Susan. Yeah. 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 Connection. Mm -hmm. Small world. Oh, Edie, my heart goes out to her. I know. We love you, Edie. Yeah, seriously. She'll definitely be on this podcast. I mean, we want the movie what came at a time in our lives that Shelly Hedding said it best of like, it was just a really important time in a lot of our lives for this mm-hmm. movie to hit. It wasn't fight. It's interesting. It didn't ha- happen right after as a quote season seven. And it didn't happen when we, you know, was 20 years later either. So I, I find it interesting of, of when it hit in all of our lives, just serendipitously. Yeah, I agree. It, yeah. You know, things come right on time and so did the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And do you remember, cause I will throw out this, but um, I'm wondering if this was improv or, not improv but do you remember your first scene in teen wolf i know this is hard when he was getting ready for a date and i was yes. like what's her name because i forgot her name <laughs> I wait, forgot wait, wait. In, in the re- scene in rehearsal i completely forgot what her name was and i was like what about what what what's her name and jeff was like that's great keep it yeah that okay, was well, a total improv moment that's not even the moment i was talking about oh. that's funny that was improv okay yeah the moment i was thinking about was it, as the camera's pulling back, you're like, I'm not going to end up on a reality show with a 16 year old pregnant son and daughter. Yes. No, no, no. That was written. That was written. I kind of thought that one was improv, but mm-hmm. I figured I was like, Jeff's always going to put like a joke into the pot about MTV. Totally. totally. Yeah. That's funny. And what's her face was the improv. Oh, funny. What's her name. Yeah. And yeah, the, do the fans know this or is this the first time you're telling the story of, of what's her name? I mean, uh, probably the first time I'm telling the story of what's your name. Funny. That's fun. <laughs> and you are, I don't mean this in a, in a matronly way, but like the fact you are so maternal, like the fans mm. feel like they, mm. I think they call you Mama McCall. They do. They? Yeah. yeah. Mama yeah. McCall. Yeah. Like at conventions, you're like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk right. to this girl. And everybody gets hugs. Yes. Yeah. Everyone gets hugs. Like you are yes. so good about it. And, um, my favorite are the meet and greets and yes. panels the second, but meet and greets first. And I'm just so curious. And I would be curious to get your opinion on the meet and greets is I love meet and greets because I got to know like, okay, wh- why do you like this show? Because you're having trouble in school and this is where you lean or you have, you know, you're excellent at time management and this is your relaxation. Um, and I always like to hear like, oh, I'm in med school. I just watch you as like white noise in the background <laughs> I, I because I knew that their heads and hearts were in their lives, their own lives. And we were we were truly entertainment. And then I had this other experience of 
a mixed feeling of we could be the salvation for some people, but it also broke my heart of like, why were we the salvation for some people? And so that's what I took away, I think, from those meet and greets. And I I really, I enjoyed every single one of them. Um, and so I know that you carry a heavy heart with fans. I think with the meet and greets, there's such a, such an intimacy and a vulnerability with, with the people that you meet, you know, because you're literally sitting six feet away from them and you're looking at them in the eye and they're able to tell you uh, a story or a feeling or an experience or, um, you know, something that meant a, a lot to them in one of the episodes. And so I think that, you know, it, it's vulnerable both ways, right? We have to be vulnerable and open to hearing it and they have to be open to sharing it. You know, I mean, it's a, kind of a two-way street. And I think that Jeff poured enough of his own experience as a child and his own experience with his own mother and his own brother into uh, my dialogue in particular. And I think that it strikes a chord with people, whether they're watching it for the first time or the fifth time. You know, a lot of uh, the Be Your Own Anchor speech is uh, something directly that was uh, from, from you know, I, from his mom that was said and, mm-hmm. you know, shooting all over yourself. And there's a lot of that. Stuff. That oh, it was yeah. Jeff's mom saying that. Mm-hmm. And to your point, you know, we're five years um, since we wrapped up the series. And what what I heard, um, you know, a lot this time around from people was, thank you for being a part of my childhood. You know, because our, now everybody's growing up, you know, we're five years older in real life and, you know, 15 years on, on the show. But I'm hearing a lot of that now, like, you know, kind of in a shy way, like, thank you so much for being. And Aww. and so I'm seeing, you know, somebody that it, it meant something so much to them growing up and, and they've put it inside of them as an adult, you know, mm-hmm. five years down the line. And, and that's something that's really beautiful too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we're part of, we're part of people's scrapbooks. That's wonderful yeah. to say their heart scrapbooks. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's a gift. It is a huge gift. I mean, I'm sure the topics got pretty heavy in your meet and greets. I have a feeling. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Because it's a form of like group therapy. It is. Yes. Here we are talking about how, how vulnerable um, these people are in, in, in relation to, you know, our show and, and it just touches people. And I think when people are touched, they feel a little bit, you know, more open to share. Like we're just working actors on a right. smallest show mm-hmm. that had a very loyal fan base and all of the themes like we're talking about today. That's obviously why Teen Wolf has the bond amongst the fans and then the fans to, you know, us and us to the fans that we do. And that's right. why the conventions still still are alive and well, because people it's not a large group of people in comparison to Stranger Things or Game of Thrones, but the but the dedicated loyalty, man, it's loyalty. it's like. It's very special and it's, it's not lost on, I think either of us, any of us really. Yeah. No, no, it's not. And there are different levels of intensity. I've had meet and greets where it's just been one, one person, mm. five people, 25 people, you know, and they all have a different flavor of, of, again, I use the word intimacy, not, not in a bad way, just in a very vulnerable talk space way. I'm sure you gave them good advice. I'm sure a lot of people ask you for advice. I mean, I don't know about advice as much as just, uh, you know, organically talking in a way that maybe they couldn't with their own parent or guardian or sister or brother, you know, um, again, maybe, maybe their guard was a little down because, you know, they know us, they know us Mm -hmm. on a certain performance level and they, and they feel close to us. You know, a lot of people don't watch the show just once they, they watch it many times. And so, you know, they, they become attached in a way. I would say the fans probably definitely feel closest to you at these at meet and greets because and that should be noted and like you know gold starred because you handle it so well because it can be overwhelming the love and you Mm -hmm. you handle it i would say 
one of the best. It's like very pragmatic and then very heartfelt at the same time. So oh, it's pretty you. cool. It's pretty cool to see. I see it from afar. Hmm. Um, and as far as the episode, yes, this was the parent teacher conference episode. Do you <gasps> remember? That's this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you are repping for all the parents here, but I love that your for, your first scene in Teen Wolf is talking about, it's like the sex talk. Have you had to have a sex talk with a kid? Me? Yes. In real life? Yes. No, Kenny took that on really, Did, really early. With Jesse? Yes, with Jesse. Um, <laughs> he was always very honest uh, and pragmatic. I'll use your word. And, yeah. oh, you think that that's what that is? Let me tell you really what this term is and all the slang terms. Oh, so he that- went through all the terms with her. To, uh, actions, terms from a very young what age. What a dad, man. What a dad, right? What and a so dad. Then what Jesse was able to do is go back to school. And when people were f- flinging around all these terms, she's like, uh-uh, that's not really what that means. Let me tell you what it really means. And so it was a real super education for her, not only for her personally, but like also to make sure that everybody knew what's up. Like, yeah, you, so, you know, someone needs to educate me on what the term baddie is. So I know that I'm not a, uh, you know, we got the, we got the basics down. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have to have the sex ed um, with Jesse. Yeah, I, I I don't think I ever had the sex talk with my parents. That that Teen Wolf scene never happened for me. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body. And I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. 
Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. How did you approach single momdom? Because you've never had to do single momdom in real life. Did you? My mom was a single mom. Your for mom a time. was a single mom. My mom okay. was a single mom for a time. And, so, and I remember that as a young girl. And so I had that one-on-one experience with just my mom. And to be honest, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. My mom was a waitress at the time. And so, um, so I remember uh, long shifts, much like a nurse, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having to use my own creativity uh, because we couldn't, you know, it's not like there was a lot of entertainment. I remember, uh, you know, spending a lot of time with uh, grandparents while my mom had to work, you know, she could barely get off any holidays. So I did, I did have a little bit of a reference there for, for what it would be like for a single mom. And it's funny, I think going into season four, uh, you know, I, I was ha- lucky enough to get a call from, um, you know, the writers and, you know, we were talking about like, what, what, if, if you, you know, what, what would you like to see maybe, you know, for the next season? And I was like, well, I always love comedy, more comedy would be great. And they were like, okay, well, if, I mean, not that we're going to have mama McCall maybe land in a relationship, but if we did, who would it be? And I took, they asked you this. Yeah. And I, I took a beat and I was like, I mean, does she have to end up with anyone? Like, why can't she just be a single mom? Why can't she just be a single mom working really hard and mm. trying to raise a son and, and that be the priority? Like, do we have to, you know? Um, and so I, I threw that in the ring because I think that's, that's, you know, when you talk about representation, mm-hmm. when you talk about real life, that is an element. I don't think single moms have time to date. It's not no. that they're undateable. Shout out to single parents, really. Shout out to single parents. So that, yeah, I love that they put the parent-teacher conference in because I remember having to stay home at night and getting the sitter and then our parents going to the teacher conference night. And I just remember that so clearly at school. And I think, I think it's the same episode where, where I actually, you know, where mama McCall goes up to the Argent. The parents, yes. And, and we and have they a little accuse. until there's yep. a, an explosion of some sort or yes, someone gets shot was an, or yes. an arrow, some, something happens. Yeah, that was fun. And that was actually shot at the Beacon Hills school that was here in Atlanta because we shot the first and second season here. Um, and that was right across the way from where I live. And so I could literally, when we were shooting there, walk walk to work. And I was like, I this remember this dream. Story dream job yeah yeah talk about I remember and was the school partly in session or was it abandoned at that point so it was it was just used as a set and it was um, used as a set. okay and I, I want to say maybe I would have to look in my book but maybe maybe two years after after so we were in season four they demolished the school and now it's they still, really yeah it's still just an open area <gasps> And so what's beautiful is that when it rains, there's a duck pond that forms. And so all of these ducks and, and Canadian geese, they kind of now inhabit the the old Beacon Hills school. That's so funny because our stages in Northridge got demolished yeah. as well. 
Oh, really? Yes. You didn't know about this. No, 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 no. That's why we had to move stages from Northridge to Reseda was because they bought the land and, and said, nope, no more. And I think it was an abandoned stereo factory when they, when I think that was the, the Northridge that sounds one. Right. Yeah. And so it wasn't like a quote, quote, proper stage with, with proper ducting. That's like extra quiet, and, you know, things like that. But, um, what a wild time, wild time. So, so it's crazy that, that two of the big teen wolf sets are now, are now open fields. Yeah. And this is also the episode that they skip school, Allison and Scott in this episode, they skip school. And did you ever skip school? Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> Senior skip day was the only day that I skipped, and I skipped oh, half the- a day. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone. That Don't doesn't even anyone. count. You literally skip on senior skip day, and you only skipped half the day. That's it. I never I – w- I'm, still, I'm still afraid of getting in trouble. That's funny. What did you do when you skipped a half day? Felt really guilty. It wasn't worth it. You just sat in the corner with shame. <laughs> I was just like, I need to be back. My mom's going to know about this. I didn't wear the proper shoes. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. 
It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. I want to ask you what's next for you and also quickly touch on Chicago Fire. How oh. fun was that? Because I could so easily tell fun. you from like you, like I could see New York in you. I even see Southern in you, but I totally see Chicago in you. Um, again, it's just a dream job, a real gift to be a part of Chicago Fire and the whole Chicago family. Um, again, one of those actor stories where you put something on tape and you don't know if where where it's going to land. I literally put that on tape with someone out in Los Angeles in their kitchen. And you just you send it off and it's and it's one of many and you're hopeful, but you never know. And they came back and they were like, look, it's going to be like this five episode arc mm-hmm. and uh, you're actually going to come in and, uh, you know, the chief's going to have some interest and you're kind of going to be this gold digger and uh, break the chief's what? heart. Yes. What and a fun the, role for you. True story. After the first episode, they were like, you know, maybe chief needs love maybe this could actually be a thing. And, um, and then it developed into what it was. And then we became older parents. I gave birth on a fire truck. We have little Terrence who's growing older and, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of, you know, two working parents. I'm a teacher and obviously he's the, he's the fire chief and we're still going strong. You know, we're, I think, is it the 11th season, 12th season? So you'll still go back. I haven't been back in a couple of um in a couple yeah. of seasons, but I think that's wow. that's partly because, you know, talk about a huge cast. There there's so many huge. cast members on each individual show. And Mr. Dick Wolf has done a wonderful job of, you know, we've got the Chicago one where all the shows are intertwining. And so, you know, fire comes on med, med goes on to, you know, PD, PD comes back on fire. And so there's just a constant, beautiful orchestra, orchestrated um happening of everybody coming on everybody's show. And so, you know, as somebody that's a wife to a character, you know, that's a lot of show to kind of compete with. And so only when the focus comes back to the chief does Donna show up. We work on tough shows. Yes, we do. Teen Wolf was a tough show. It's a tough show. It was the conditions. Yep. Probably not much different. Yeah. Chicago fire, tough environment, tough show. A lot more fire. A lot more fire, a lot more cold. So, you know, and, and, you know, you can't complain when you've got, you know, all, all the crew that's out there and their car hearts, they look like giant, you know, Michelin men. They're not complaining how cold it is. So, you know, neither can you. And so mm-hmm. there's a certain camaraderie that happens and, uh, you know, it's, it's a joy to be on set with family, right? Tyler and I mentioned the exact same thing. And, and even with Vince, um, of teas, like, you know, teaching Vince the ropes and Vince took to it so well yeah. um, in the Team Wolf movie, but it's absolutely the case. I mean, we, we, we work, we don't work, you know, we work double the work day. It's like 16 hours mm-hmm. um, usually around at least what the Team Wolf hours were. Um, and so how about the know. days? I mean, I think we both share this where we were wrapped and you were on the 405. Come on back. Come on back. Even yep. the days that are maybe even those triple days, yep. you know? Oh, we got a lot of come on backs. Yeah. On backs. I, I want to touch on really quickly, just because it's all in the family, that Kenny Alfonso is in the yes. pilot of Wolfpack. Yes. Yes. He plays a doctor, Dr. Salgado in the pilot. Okay. Really proud. And I always thought, I mean, this was season, when was the Duroc? Season three with the Nemeton and everything. Yeah. You, 
that was the first time I you were doing some type of hosting thing for MTV. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. For the MTV. And Haley and I actually came into the office and we talked with you, Haley Webb. You are phenomenal. Oh, thank you, you are phenomenal. You are a phenomenal host. Thank you. And I think that this is, you know, this is a really wonderful second home for you. And and I see I see more of this to come for you. Hopefully. I think that thank you. I, I love talking to people like Oprah Winfrey. I never missed an episode. I loved Oprah from when I was like a little kid. To wrap up, what is next for you? Because I, I think you need to direct. That is my personal opinion. And it's no a film no. of hands. No. Why? No. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm I this is this is. No, no, no. I say these two things and I say them with great gusto. I'm allergic to responsibility and I really have no other marketable skills other than being an actor. I couldn't direct. I couldn't write. I might be able to do craft service. Um, You're hilarious. That's funny. You don't feel like you could direct. You don't know. Wow. No. Um, So what's next for me? I'm happy to be part of uh, Bridgewater podcast, which is in its second season. Um, And that's actually streaming right now on iHeartRadio. And uh, just uh, shot something in the late, late fall, early winter with, um, I always like to joke, this little known actor by the name of Kevin Hart. I think that he's going to be a star, just uh, just this up and coming dude. Um, You know, he's pretty good comedy. He's got a new show um, actually for Roku. Of all places, and um, and it's called Die Harder, Die Harder, That's which funny. is kind of a you know a take on things. Yeah, and um, he plays himself uh, kind of in a, in a wannabe action star, and I play his manager, <gasps> agent. I love that for yeah. you. It was That's a lot of fun. gonna be so fun. It was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. The whole cast was a lot of fun. Did you die laughing? Were you just cracking up? Yes, totally cracking up. Did you get to do a lot of improv with him? Got to do improv with him. Yes, that was fun. Did too. you make him laugh? I mean, I think I made him giggle. And at the end of it, he's like, you're a real professional. I'm like, so oh, are you, man. Oh, I, I knew he would take, I mean, who doesn't take to you? But yeah, that's, I could see him being like, I see her, I see her. Like, yeah, he gave, you know, but he gave everybody a lot of freedom. He's a very generous, he's a very generous performer. Wow. So when does that come out? Do we know? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Keep us posted. Yes. What's next for you other than this podcast? I've got a, a mini series coming out later this year that had 37 series regulars. Yes. Wow. It's a it's a Christmas mini series. Okay, fun. I just can't give too much away. But yeah, no, I'm really excited about that project. It was a really fun project to shoot. I'm happy for you. I'll be watching. Thanks. You're very sweet. Thank you, honey, for coming on. I love you, honey. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, y'all. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. 
Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.